welcome to Business Conversations with your host, business strategist, Clive Ennevar. Clive is joined by expert guests as they talk business behind the scenes to give you the tools and insights to support your growth, security, and serenity as you strive for your success. Welcome to another episode of Business Conversations with Clive Ennevar. I am Clive Ennevar, business strategist, and we're having a conversation with Jemima Ashley about visibility, how to get seen by people who need to see you. Jemima stepped into the spotlight to feature in over 150 media outlets. She now works exclusively with game-changing entrepreneurs to build their personal brand and gain visibility on stages all around the world. Hello and welcome, Jemima. Hi, Clive. Thank you so much for having me. I'm wrapped to be here. It's a pleasure to have you, Jemima, because I want to know how on earth people get on stages all around the world. But before we get to that, <laughs> I want to know who Jemima is. Tell us about Jemima. I understand you've had interesting careers to get to where you are. I have uh, in no way the linear path to entrepreneurship. So I grew up in extremely rural Victoria, um, a little town called Munro, which has most notably a farming community, Um, no shop, no pub, has a lot of cows and chickens, and that's about it. And um, I ended up joining uh, law enforcement at the age of 20, worked in prisons, worked in custody centres, worked for um, in law enforcement for 10 years before I was like, you know what, this has a definite lifespan on it. And then, you know, within the next five years, sort of developed my career entrepreneurship um, to being seen, you know, almost now closer to 200 different media outlets, spoken in about five different countries um, and built, uh, you know, multiple six-figure businesses. Tell me about these speaking in different countries. Where have you been? How do you get there? How long do you stay? Plane mostly uh, is the preferred, I guess, method of travel to get to these places. Um, so I've uh, had the opportunity to speak in Canada, the US, um, England, uh, the UK and London. I've had the opportunity to speak in Bali and Indonesia and Australia. So I've been very fortunate through networking, through meeting people, through just doing the things that we teach at the Visibility Lab to be seen by the right people at the right time, be offering very clear things to talk about, um, about empowerment, about stepping into the spotlight, even though we can be reluctant to do that because it can feel quite scary to put yourself out there to the degree that you sometimes need to, to be seen in these places. And um, we then provided speaking opportunities, which has been absolutely incredible and probably the most fun. The best thing is the speaking engagement goes for one to two days, right? You go to the event, meet some people, make some network connections, go to like there's always a drink session afterwards, you do your speaking engagement, and then they let you in the country to be where you are for the next couple of days. So you get to go and do some sightseeing while you're there. So there's actually fun to be had in this hard work. Oh, if it's not fun, Clive, I'm not doing it, quite frankly. Like, I mean, fun is one of the absolute fundamental values of everything I do because, you know, this is already hard. Let's not make it harder on ourselves, right? No, very good. I I agree. And uh, as many people already know, uh, having fun with me is a very serious business. 
<laughs> I support that fully. Let's do this. <laughs> so with all of this travel, uh, as we're speaking, uh, we're, we're nearing the end of lockdowns in Australia for uh, this COVID-19 thing. Mm. COVID-19 through 2020 probably had an effect on your business. How did that change? Extensively. So up until the start of 2020, I was actually travelling almost exclusively around the world. So I was partially based out of Vancouver and partially based out of Los Angeles and doing a lot of travel internationally. And I came home uh, for Christmas and then obviously the bushfires affected Australia. Remember that thing that happened that we, you know, were meant to be this like defining feature of 2020. Um, the bushfires happened extremely close to my family home. I stayed a little bit longer to help out with some cleanup, to help out with some family friends, to uh, while all the properties were fine, houses were damaged, and um, there was some property stuff that needed to be done, replacement offences, these kind of things. And by the time I had rebooked, everything had been cancelled. COVID-19 had well and truly taken hold and I couldn't go back overseas. So I ended up making the decision to move to Melbourne um, which in hindsight was not terrific because that became really the only city that went into lockdown for over 200 days. And I moved into my apartment the day that stage three restrictions were announced. So I was unpacking a bed while I was watching the premiere of Victoria Dean Andrews say everyone's in lockdown, everything's closed, <laughs> everyone's just stay at home. And I'm sort of unpacking a box going, oh dear gosh, what have I got myself into? So the one thing that I will say when the lockdown happened and, you know, Melbourne was, was uh, we're in lockdown longer than Wuhan was, just to give you some point of reference here for people who maybe are tuning in from other countries and we had one of the strictest lockdowns in the world. And um, we, I got some real time to stop. You know, we, we as entrepreneurs, we often, st we often get distracted by a lot of things. We get a lot of busy work rather than productive. Is this adding, is this adding revenue or is it adding opportunities to my, to my bottom line versus, oh, I need to do the social media, I need to do the thing, just because it's pointless busy work. Um, and lockdown really gave me some, some time to focus on the business, but it also showcased how much visibility we get from just doing like networking meetings and that can, that can that can be a really false positive for people of them being seen them doing things well people have to remember you they have to know like and trust you to buy from you and suddenly these opportunities weren't happening but the media cycle was also desperate for anything that wasn't COVID related and being an entrepreneur with the well the potential to be drawn aside by bright shiny things mm. a big change you've sat down and thought about it which is commendable but what did you change to take advantage of the situation i changed a lot of things and i changed things that i didn't think you know there was there was definite business business changes there were definitely you know i'm going to create five things that i'm going to speak about I'm going to reformat. I'm going to, you know, jazz up my website. I'm going to make it more user-friendly. I did all of that. But the one thing I did that I think a lot of entrepreneurs didn't take as much advantage of is the self-work. And that was about, you know, I read Atomic Habits. It's a really fantastic book and I'd recommend anyone to read it. And it's this summary of change one thing, you change the future. 
if you were every day reading 10 pages of a book, suddenly after a month you've read, you know, two books. If you were every day having, doing 500, <laughs> doing 5,000 steps, you're doing your five kilometres, you're doing, um, you know, 20 push-ups every day. These over the course of, of time really ultimately change a lot. And that became, for me, something that I, I really focused on doing and putting these really sort of atomic-based habits. And I introduced one habit a week to completely change my entire life and also my business because I've become way more focused. Um, and now it's just, you know, doing things for the, you know, this is what we've always done. And <clears throat> important point, I think, there, you chose to do certain things. You took a moment and you chose to do something. And that grows upon itself. That's the idea of the atomic habits, isn't it? Yes, 100%. And, you know, it was very easy. And I think 2020 has been the year that we've stopped. And I think it's given us a really, for the majority of people, a very, um, this sort of coveted time where you can either decide to go very internal and figure out what you want and or do completely reactionary <laughs> and just watch all of Netflix. And I'm not saying you can't have a hybrid of both. You definitely can. I've watched my fair share of Netflix, so I understand that. But there is something about choosing to use the time available, and I think that's where we're going to see in the next 12 months the entrepreneurs that use this time well versus the people who are like, well, no one else is doing anything. I don't have to. And I think really good entrepreneurs and really good business owners are going to use that time to at least go inwardly and figure out what they wanted to do. And in business, it's important that we focus on doing the things that actually deliver results rather than doing things that just allow us to say that we're busy. Yes, I think a lot, we get into a lot of pointless busy work. And I think that we can feel like we're having wins by going to a networking event. We can feel like that that is really business stuff. But if you aren't making connections, making referral partners, making joint venture, making sales, making connections making establishing relationships. I think a lot of people go and go, I work today versus what was the outcome of that. And I think the return on investment is something that we need to be analysing on a daily basis just because you go to a networking event every week. Um, and we see this repeatedly. You look around most business circles, people say, I'll go to this networking event, it's great, but they haven't made any money from it, referrals, joint venture partners, any of that stuff for over you know, a year. But it's because they're doing it because they're going to work. And that's not necessarily the case. <laughs> yeah, we can all go to work. But mm. uh, at the end of the day, running a business, uh, a business exists for one reason only when you get right down to it, and that is to produce revenue. If you're not producing revenue, something's not working. Well, it's a very nice hobby that you've got. but <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. So... You have got yourself in front of nearly 200 media outlets. Well, that is, you're on nearly 200 media mm. outlets. How does a person from Munro, mm. and for those of you out there who don't know where Munro is, I suggest you go to Google and find out because Munro is way out in the sticks. How does a person from Munro get herself in front of a couple of hundred media outlets on a regular basis. It's a good question, isn't it? Because there is a it's, a, it's a big line, isn't it? When you go from here to here, that's um, it's sort of from learning to take your first steps to running a marathon, right? It's equivalent of sounding that. Um, so the first thing that I did was I built a really good clear 
personal brand. And that personal brand was someone who was very approachable. Jemima Ashley as a brand is someone who um, gives good advice. She's very, very clear on that. She, you know, I'm speaking as if it's a different entity because largely we should be looking at personal brands and who we are as two different things. Um, And I then focused on building a really, really good reputation. I knew what I was doing. I knew how to help other people. And then I really focused on building a very high level personal network. And just like learning how to run a marathon from your first step, it all started with doing something relatively minor. I, yeah, I decided to start a podcast. That was the entire start of this whole story. So I was working in government and I was um, had the very fortunate opportunity of being based in New York City for a little while and I had a bit of a chance encounter with a guy who made jewellery. And I looked through this mirror and I stalked this poor guy. I think it's the only time stalking's ever really paid off. Stalked this guy through this, through this window and I thought, I want to do this. This is what I want to do. I don't know what this guy's doing, but I need to go in and find out more. So he was making a ring and I sat down with him and I was like, eventually he's sick of this Australian girl standing in the window staring at him, right? So he sort of signals to me to come in and I go in and we start having a chat and he makes jewellery. And so I sat with him. I made a ring with him. I was very interested in how to do it. I came back to Australia and I was like frantically doing courses. And I was trying to learn about this business thing because I'd never heard of it. I had no concept of business. I worked in government. I worked in law enforcement. I know policies and procedures to the end of days about law enforcement, but I didn't know about business. So I threw myself into learning. And within three months, I could really, because of course, Facebook, Instagram, cookies, SEO, all of this stuff tracks us, right? So my complete wall is now looking at buy this business course, read this business article. Like I'm getting a lot of recommendations for business. And I start going through some of these courses and I realize very quickly that I know more than the courses do. I throw myself in so deeply in so many books. I'm doing so much personal development in this area that I know how to do these things very quickly. So I was also then able to give out good advice to other people who were like, so I'm looking at doing this thing. Tell me about business. And I was able to give better advice than some articles that were coming out. And the, the, the one that, the deal breaker for me was like someone tagged me in top 20 things you should know about starting a business. It was one of those very fluff marketing agencies who I won't name, but most people would be familiar with. And the first tip was eat an apple every day. And I got very mad at that because at no point is that business related. And the idea was eat an apple, you'll eat healthy for the rest of the day, you'll be more focused, you'll be whatever. No, it's not like how to write a social media strategy. It's not make sure your URLs are correct, make sure that you've got a good personal brand. These were like really fluffy things and unhelpful. So I spoke to a girlfriend of mine. I was like, this is it. We've got to help. Let's write a blog. Let's do a podcast. So we were like, we'll start a podcast. How hard can that be? That podcast went on to be we were named like one of the top 10 podcasts in 2017. We had um, a reach of over 7 million people that we grew so rapidly and so quickly in the course of sort of 18 months. That was the absolute game changer for me. And that was like, I had to learn baptism by fire of how quickly things, when you have good content and this is the, this is the absolute key here. When you have a very clear message and our message was that business 
has to be real. We can't have this, like, we can't be posing next to Jets and next to Jaguars all the time. It's actually about work and it's more coffee and sweatpants than we care to admit to. Um, but we need to be real humans. We need to be very honest about it. So the business experiment focused on the business real. And um, we got seen very quickly. So I had to kind of reverse engineer everything that I teach now into this is how we dealt with it and how we scaled as quickly as we did. Isn't it interesting that when you actually say the things that people want to hear, people listen? Mm, isn't it? As opposed to eat an apple every day. Well, okay, we, we all learned that when we were kiddies, didn't we? Yes, uh, did. An apple a day keeps the doctor away. And as far as I recall, uh, that wasn't true either. However, <laughs> <laughs> so from doing just a simple little thing, or what, at least what you thought was a simple little thing, you put in place <clears throat> some activities which generated a, a response. And in generating that response, it allowed you to go and have a, a, a further stab at whatever it was that you're doing. More people paid attention. Mm. All of a sudden, other opportunities appeared. It is, it sounds so simple, but it's where we get it wrong on a daily basis. We say information for the sake of saying it, for the sake of just getting visibility right. And I'm all about visibility, don't get me wrong. But what you're saying has to be helpful because helpful marketing 101 is everything in business. We need to be solving a problem for our ideal client on a daily basis. And that can be your ideal, it can be, I don't know how to start a business. It can be, I want to know about how to make more money. The problem is they don't have enough money and you can solve that problem. You need to be educating them on how to do that. What we did initially was start talking about starting a business. This is what you need to know. It's not easy. It's not like I've worked more time now doing a podcast than I have ever done before in my business. If you want to, if you're here to make $100,000, there are other ways to do it. Go to KPMG and get a job as a consultant today. If you're here because you want to change the world, this is a better conversation to be having. There has to, you know, we talked about the why. We talked about how to use Instagram. We talked about the really basic thing, but we made it interesting. We made it funny and we made it relatable. We made it so, you know, likability for the podcast of people coming back in conversation. And then it became a no-brainer because people wanted to hear. And then we were like, what do you guys want us to talk about? And we got inundated with requests. And that just became a really simple. We weren't pitching. We weren't selling. We weren't doing any of that. We were just, um, you know, talking. We were just having conversations about things that are important to us. And, and we providing other- valid and valuable information. Yeah. It wasn't, you know, it was stuff that I think we, we hold on to this idea of I'm the expert so I can't give you too much. I say opposite, give too much away. They're not going to implement it. You're not, you're not solving, you know, world crises over here. You're teaching, if you teach social media, you teach people how to use Instagram. There are 4 million videos today that I can watch that can probably teach the same thing that you do. People go to you because they know, like, and trust you and that you're providing them value and they think that you can help. They can go and watch the videos. They're not going to. Give more information away and help people for the sake of helping them. The money will flow. It does always. So in providing this uh, valid and valuable information, 
Are you actually just having a conversation with people? That is 100% what I'm doing, Clive. I'm only ever having a conversation. Even when I'm doing lives, I'm having conversations. And I'm hoping that even in this conversation we're having is people are writing notes down. I don't need you to contact me. You're welcome to. It's probably Clive probably feels the same. You probably feel exactly the same way, right? This is like we're here to help because this is what we do for a career and we want to see other people thrive. And I think that's the difference between the people who are in it for the money and the people who are in it for the end result and the bigger question of why they're doing this or the why they're in business. Yes, and part of uh, the the learnings that I try and impart is that uh, if you don't have a higher ideal, if you're in business and you don't have a higher ideal, you are going to struggle. Yeah. <laughs> but those people with a higher ideal who understand who their ideal client is tend not to struggle because they deal with stuff that they enjoy dealing with. They deal with people who equally enjoy dealing with them. <laughs> and it's just what's that simple merry-go-round that you can step onto anytime you like. And most of us choose to not get there, but we want to help some more people get there. Yes, because please. <laughs> this is all about visibility. So you started out there, you, you started out with your podcast. And of course we all know that the podcast doesn't have any vis visible, any visual part to it. So mm. that was sort of a, well, a bit of a contradiction in terms, wasn't it? Isn't but it, it worked. Mm. <laughs> yes, it did. Probably too well. It immediately outgrew us. That was sort of the ongoing joke of it. So we had to build the collateral around it. We needed to build things that made us more visible to lead more people to it. Facebook, social media, Instagram, YouTube, these things add to some visibility and push people over where we wanted them. Now, all of these social media platforms all have a place. What's the Jemima best way of dealing with all of these different social media platforms that can probably overwhelm most of us? Mm. Social media is a hard one because everyone's formula is a little bit different. And stay with me here. I only want, if you are currently feeling that overwhelmed, because as soon as I start saying Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, uh, Weibo, um, Twitter, these, we've just seen six without really trying, right? There are over 200 platforms out there in total. That is just too much. MySpace is still a thing in case people are interesting and people are still doing business on that. So what I'm saying is that do not join 200, please. I want you to join two and I want you to do them well because I'd rather people focus on one to two platforms and do them exceptionally well then not do them at all. So if you're on Facebook, most most people in this conversation will need a Facebook page. And we're seeing a big push over from, um, and I'm not going to get into like, should you have a business page or a personal page where you do business on, have both if you have to, but and then added an additional one on top of that. So that could be an Instagram or a LinkedIn. How you choose that will be based on your ideal client. So if your ideal client is a professional corporate or business to business, you need to be on LinkedIn. If you were selling a tangible handmade product, food-based product, jewelry, headscarves, coaching, you might want to look at Instagram. These are, these are just very, um, very, very blanket rules. Please don't take these as gospel. What I would also say is then come up with a strategy. So what we don't want to be doing is selling every single day. 
You don't want to be saying, buy my product, buy my product, buy my product in every single post. That is exhausting and you will have unfo- you'll be unfollowed very quickly. It is going to do the opposite. You have to have a healthy blend of expertise posts where you're sharing helpful marketing information. You need to have personal posts where people can relate to you, understand you, understand you as a person to build that no like and trust. You need to have CRM-based posts that are going to lead people into your CRM to get that free downloadable. You have to label that as something that they're going to want to get. You have to have testimonials to have people that you've already worked with validating and giving third-party validation for that. And also you need to have things like, this is a podcast I was featured on, having media, anything third-party validation. This is where we are seeing a huge shift, particularly we started to see it sort of last year, but in 2020 and 2021, we're going to see a huge thing that you need to have third-party validation. That can be testimonials, reviews, but also through things like being on podcasts, being featured in print media, being featured on television. Because as soon as you have those, winning awards is another great one as well. Um, once you start to, to bring those into the conversation, hear a whole bunch of other people that said you're great, you no longer have to prove it. Other places are already validating it for yourself. Once people have started to get a little bit of, uh, well, visibility Mm. and people are paying attention, how easy is it to lose the people who have started to pay attention? How easy is it to lose them? Very. I think it's it's try and sell them stuff that they're not ready for, isn't it? Yeah, it is. um, (laughs) Yes. So, so what happens is you build up an audience and then you start to just become self-promotey. And that is the biggest issue that we have is we see people, you know, building profiles very quickly. And then we see them just start to blanket them with like, buy my stuff, buy my stuff. Um, You know, I'm getting one of the things that we're seeing a huge rise of is now bots, especially marketing bots that are happening. Um, I had someone message me yesterday saying, are you interested in becoming a coach? interested in getting more visibility I was like dude pick your audience I was like I'm, I was already named one of the top 10 entrepreneurs in Australia anything more is probably a little overkill right now mate like we're probably okay yeah so I think there's there's this there's this um you know I mean straight away I'm unfollowing someone right and they could have a great product that I could promote or a JV partner or something so I think it, it's very easy to do that. I think it's also you have to come in with a sense of kindness and empathy for people. I think the other really, really, really clear way of losing people is to start to become difficult um, to pick a controversial topic to be buckling down on. Um, that's also a huge one that we're seeing at the moment, particularly around COVID and around the political atmosphere that is happening around the world. We've seen a lot of that, of people um, picking their platform and maybe misusing that to a degree. Uh, but the number one way of getting rid of those people very quickly is to then start blanket targeting them with ads, blanketing them with emails. Like this has to be, you have to come from a helpful place first and foremost every single time. The money will come. Stop trying to sell to people all the time. Yes, as long as we're having a conversation with people and there's, there's uh, it's a valid conversation, there's valuable stuff in that conversation for the other people, they'll stay, won't they? And I think absolutely. And I think that the, the real difference between selling to and getting people to raise their own hands, 
because selling to is sort of going now buy my thing now buy my thing versus asking the question of if you're are you if you're ready to make a plan for 2021 to get more visibility just click down below let's have a free conversation is that a sales call absolutely are people going to click that link knowing it's a sales call yeah absolutely but what i'm not doing is like for 4.99 you can get this thing right now delivered to your inbox we're done with that kind of marketing um, it's like when people say I've created a course, I was like, please stop telling people that on average, the courses that are completed are like 20% of courses get done to the end. It is an amazing tool, but you've got to solve the problem. So stop talking about the course talks about money. No, no, no. The course is going to put $50,000 revenue into your business in the next six months. That's the problem you solve. This isn't just about the courses about money. Be very, very clear on that stuff and get people to raise their hand who have that problem. Know what problem you solve. That is the absolute fundamental. Talking about, you know, you need to have the basics down. It's It bewilders me how many skilled entrepreneurs who are making money cannot tell me what problem they solve or who their ideal client is. If you can name those two things, you're already ahead of the game by about 80%. Isn't it amazing that in business you can muck up 80% of it and still do well? Yes, it is. And sometimes I'm bored. Like I'm talking to people like, oh, we made 200000 last year. I was like, how did you do that? How? None of this system makes sense to me. <laughs> it's been going on for a while, Jemima, and uh, <laughs> we'll continue unless to you and so. I can get to everybody, uh, it's going to keep happening. Well, we'll just have to have more conversations, Clive. We'll have to get some more visibility. <laughs> I think we're on it. I think we will. Yeah, uh, time, of course, is against us, so we, we don't have forever to talk about this, and I know we could, but once we've started to get a bit of traction, being these this entrepreneurial-type person, it's so easy to think, wow, I've done everything. Does one have to continue with this visibility thing, even though we've now got the visibility? Yes, we do. We really have to continue. It is and this is where I think also like, oh, I did one interview. How great am I? If we post something on social media, just to use some real statistics here. So I'm a bit of a nerd in a good way because I always like to back things up with the psychology of how people deal with things, but also the numbers behind things. And I think that's, again, why business has worked for me. If you post something on Facebook and Instagram, only about 6% of your entire list is going to see that if you post it again later you have a higher chance the same post again you have a higher chance of about 15 percent of people seeing them so it does go up a little more that you post here's what happens though <laughs> that's still only 15 percent out of 100 so when people think oh i shouldn't be promoting the same interview that i did six months ago yeah you should because the average person first time you ever posted it only six percent of the people saw it Firstly, the second thing is every on the human psychology tells us that we largely forget everything that we haven't seen and had solidified into our brain after 42 days. So this is why you walk through the supermarket and see someone and you're like, that person looks familiar. And that person also looks like you're like, I know that person from somewhere. And then you keep walking, but you have no idea how you know the person. You two could have met 50 days ago, had a two-hour conversation, but if you didn't solidify that relationship by an email, a CRM poster, to add them into that for another conversation, that person, as far as your brain is concerned, does no longer exists because they were not, you don't need to remember this. It's fine. It's okay. The psychology tells us on average 42 days. 
So this is why with social media, having a strategy is so important. You do an interview 30 days later. I can guarantee, Clive, when this interview comes out, it will be shared on my social media like clockwork every 60 days. And Which, because, of course, is a wonderful thing. And which is brilliant because I get to promote to you, you get to promote to me, we get to have conversations and people hear this at different times. And this is the other thing is it will land differently to different people. There will be people who listen to this and go, that was a really interesting interview, then could listen to this in six months' time and be like, that was the game-changing piece of information that I needed at that point. It really depends on where that person is at the same time. But we need to repeat these activities it's not rocket science. It's actually extremely formulaic on knowing how people think, knowing how social media works and making sure we're getting in front of those right people at the right times on a consistent basis. Essentially what you're saying is it's all about getting the message out there. The visibility comes from the message, but we've got to keep the message going. Otherwise the visibility shifts, it focuses on something else. All of a sudden we don't exist. It is as simple as, and I can speak to this from experience, I took six months off. Did all my visibility go away? No, all the work that I've previously done is still there. I travelled for six months, looked out of a suitcase. It was great. I kind of worked, but not really. Didn't really put in the whole effort. It's taken me about 12 months to get back that traction. So this is about, this is why visibility is so important to keep it and maintain it and keep doing what you're doing. And it's repeatable. Once you've got one television interview, it's a lot easier to get your second and third and fourth and fifth booked in within the next six weeks. Because once Channel 9 has said you're great, Channel 10 is going to call, then you're going to have ABC and SBS is going to call and then maybe Foxtel. And then once you've done one podcast and someone else sees that, oh, they must not be terrible at being interviewed Let's get them on additional things. And then, you know, awards are another great way of, um, of building that. There are 200 business awards in Australia alone. Essentially, we're saying consistency is key. Mm. 100%. <laughs> and, and remaining with consistency, time is against us, Jemima. I know we could talk about this for days and days and days, but. What is the best tip you have received from a business conversation, Jemima? The best tip that I ever received was you have less time than you think. And it sounds a little foreboding in that way, but this year, 2020 is going to have taught us anything. This is a year that largely didn't exist. And if you didn't use this time appropriately and you didn't streamline and you didn't figure it out and stop chasing shiny bunnies and realize where your time is best spent adding money to your bottom line and productive activities that you've effectively given up 12 months you have less time than you think you do and so use it appropriately and as we've just heard from you if you if that 12 months has vanished gone you did nothing with it uh it could take a couple of years for you to pick that up again hundred percent. And it's something that, you know, and it's never too late. If you're, if you're hearing this and this is, this is resonating with you and you've gone, that was me. That's okay. You've recognized the problem. Now it's time to fix it. Now it's the time to go into action and not to just say, well, I've given up that time. Yes. You have less time than you think, but you've also identified that you've got time in front of you. So now's the time to kind of buckle down and to be like, now what do I need to do? And, of course, it doesn't matter what, what time you start. What matters is that you always keep moving forward, no matter how quickly, just keep moving forward. 100%.
What's the top piece of advice you would like to leave listeners with today, Jemima? So many of your listeners, Clive, as I'm sure you know, have an extremely unique problem that they solve. Get very clear on that firstly. Like, so no, you don't just deal in finance, you deal with helping entrepreneurs get financial freedom. Get very clear on that message. But you have a solution that other people need. Who are you to not give it to them to help them? We often sit in a place of um, fear about passing our message along and to, to showcase what we're great at, but we also get a little bit scared about telling other people, I can help you with your problem. They need your help and you have the solution to that. You need to tell them and you need to be promoting that you can help people with that problem. You owe it to them and you owe it to yourself. Let's all get out there, people, and tell our story. But most importantly, Jemima, how can our listeners connect with you to start their own business conversation? So definitely head over to my website, jemimaashley.com, J-E-M-I-M-A-H. There's a H, there's a little H in there, um, and Ashley, A-S-H-L-E-I-G-H. Uh, or you can find me over at thevisibilitylab.co. There we go, jemimaashley.com or thevisibilitylab.co. Thank you. Yes. I'm over there all the time. Also, all the socials, I'm on there. I figured out how this uh, matrix thing pretty quickly. So um, I'm on about four of them because I can manage that comfortably. (laughs) Excellent. Jemima, this has been tremendous fun having you on and uh, allowing us to learn a little of your secrets about uh, visibility. For all of those who think that there's a bit more to Jemima than this, there is. And I encourage you to start that conversation. Jemima, thank you for being here. Clive, thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute hoot. Had a great time. Thanks for listening to another episode of Business Conversations with Clive Enever. Make sure you subscribe to future episodes via your favourite podcast app. And you can find more business resources at cliveenever.com.au. 